0: You're listening to the Expert Insights Podcast, the home of leading cybersecurity conversations. Hello and welcome to the Expert Insights Podcast. I'm Caitlin Jones, Deputy Head of Content at Expert Insights. I'm excited today to welcome to the show, Dave Frampton, Head of the Security Business Unit at Sumo Logic. In our discussion, we talk about the main challenges associated with cloud migration how using true SaaS technologies can help tackle those challenges, the importance of innovation when it comes to cloud security, and where businesses should start when it comes to securing their cloud environments. So Dave, thank you so much for meeting with me today. I'm really looking forward to speaking with you.
1: It's great to be here.
0: Thank you. Um, so first off, could you please just introduce yourself, t- tell us a little bit about your security background and your current role at Sumo Logic. Sure thing.
1: I'm Dave Frampton. I'm the general manager of Sumo Logic's security business unit. Uh, Sumo Logic has uh, a log analytics SaaS platform, um, but it builds a full stack security solution all the way through Sim and SOAR, and then also has robust observability solutions in APM, application monitoring, log management, traces, user monitoring, and the like. Um, my, uh, my background, I came to Sumo Logic five years ago when Sumo acquired my security startup, and we've been building kind of the security business at Sumo ever since. So prior to that, I was involved in, in the security business at Cisco, Mm-hmm. And then before that some of Cisco's application uh, performance management is so, mm-hmm. Really uh, really happy to be here and share with you Sumo Logic's security perspective and look uh, that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Thank you. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about um, The migration to the cloud that's happening at the moment. Um, Increasingly more businesses are migrating to the cloud to take advantage of the efficiency and the agility that that provides. But that migration isn't always straightforward. What are some of the biggest challenges that your customers are experiencing when it comes to cloud migration or managing and securing their cloud environments?
1: It's a great question. there's one perspective which is what are the challenges that people are facing now and then another which is you know many of the basic challenges people historically had like is this going to be more secure and all of that those have sort of been more or less solved at this point Uh, so it's kind of picking us up where we are now in the the journey challenges that we hear from customers one is just making sure that they have the same degree of visibility uh, in a holistic sense whether it's to keep their applications reliable or secure, either one, just making sure that they have that complete visibility um, up and down the stack from the application to the services layer to the cloud infrastructure that it's hosted on. Um, Oftentimes, you know, in a a virtual sense, I think that visibility, uh, getting that to the same level that they feel like it was previously, that's, that's one area. I think the other one is realizing that there's this security risk of applications that are developed in the cloud and that face the internet and maybe are transacting the customer's core business as part of you know digital transformation or modernizing business or one from scratch that security uh, threat surface is in many ways you know bigger risk for the business than you know some of the well-known security risk that most of the budget and energy goes towards you know Uh, addressing like you know fishing ransomware this type of thing so i think understanding that and then trying to figure out how we shift resources shift attention and then act on that um, given that that threat surface you know is it currently is supported by a variety of tools that are relatively new compared to some of the traditional tools you have that constant sort of new startups coming in this is you know DevSecOps, this is, you know, build, deploy, and run, and everything from posture management to vulnerability management to to workload protection, it's sort of a sea of acronyms and new products that are springing up, and they're all useful in addressing, you know, pieces of the security problem. But I think a challenge that customers have is how do we we look across all of that, aggregate that information into actionable insight? How do we get a sense of where we really are in that you know, securing of, of the applications? So I think I think those are the two that, that I would you know just. Maslow's hierarchy at the bottom there's visibility and at the top there is we really have to secure this app and you know if we're honest with ourselves we're, we're early in the journey to do that. I think those mm-hmm. are the, the challenges that. We have. Absolutely.
0: And how is Sumo Logic helping businesses to combat some of those challenges
1: or solve them? I think in a couple ways, first is, you know, our core thesis is that previously these spaces you know, keep the application reliable, so of APM and monitoring and, and the like, and then the security, like, you know, SIM and, and all of that, that these solution sets are going to need to converge so that these teams can collaborate with one another. I mean, not just leveraging common data, but collaborating in workflow. Uh, in the types of content that's built, uh, in consolidating some of the you know, siloed tools that exist um, on each side. Because you know, in many cases you know, there, there's sort of a, a diversity of how people think about application security and reliability depending on which like part of the business you're in. Even within a single engineering organization, you can have multiple different you know, approaches. And there's a, there's a need to kind of pull this together into a holistic coordinated defense i think that's where sumo um, has been architected from the ground up with that like sort of end state in mind that we don't view these as different siloed functions we think um, that these will increasingly overlap um, and that People who have traditionally
0: done that cluster of things called observability
1: will—they will learn security. They will start taking on the responsibility, and vice versa. People who historically just been narrowly in the security swim line will then flex out and start—you know—being aware and participating in how do we keep the application reliable. So our platform is architected and uh, designed you know, to build that bridge across those two.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. Um, architecture of your platform, because Sumo Logic is cloud-native from the ground up, a cloud service hosted in the AWS cloud. What are some of the benefits of using a true SaaS technology like that to tackle some of these challenges?
1: Great question. So there's also a difference between cloud-native, sort of, you know, purpose-built design originally in the cloud, and then, sort of, lift and shift it you know something that was originally designed for this on-prem world of all the scroll of servers and the like and then just kind of ported in the middle of its life you know over and over to the cloud so i would highlight um, a couple of benefits um, one operationally which is very straightforward i mean it's it's a significant investment in people and, and bandwidth and cost uh, to just operationally maintain the hosting of software and SaaS uh, really gives you, you know, offloads that to the vendor, um, and offloads that in also in a way that is very efficient in terms of, you know, the engineering uh, of a vendor being able to fix problems once and then have those problems fixed for everyone at the same time. So there's sort of this operational kind of dual benefit of you're offloading all that, up, you know, keep it up and running and deploy it, and you know. Maintain it, all of that, and then you're also getting this benefit of like, you know, a efficiency one one to many. So those are, are operational benefits. So, I'd mean, I say the second is just elasticity, and I mean that in the sense of on-demand compute, on-demand storage, so that you can uh, handle bursting loads and traffic without having to reprovision, file tickets with a partner who then has to go back to the vendor and file tickets and all of that delay. This has all been, you know, built into sort of a real-time system that can just ebb and flow and allocate capacity to you with essentially no limits. I mean, the, you know, we're hosted in AWS, so there's really no limit to the amount of capacity that we can burst to, uh, you know, without having to go through all of that manual process and, in some cases, renegotiating with contracts and, you know, setting up. Thresholds and limits and all the design work that has to go into that. So um, that's on the kind of provisioning and capacity side, but I think also the economics of that elasticity are important. Like that model gives us flexibility uh, to have customers uh, mix and match different services that they want, and flex their capacity out, um, you know, for short periods of time without having to build that in you know, to the length of their contract and, and all of that. So. There's a big kind of economic advantage uh, to sharing that infrastructure, you know, both for all the customers of one vendor and then, you know, in a macro sense, with all of the software that you know leverages the, the common infrastructure of the cloud. So I think those two are the are kind of the primary benefits that people see. You know, most often just right out of the gate.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. You um you talk there about how the how the architecture kind of enables you to not really have any limits, it's kind of um, boundless what you can do with the platform. And your solutions are continually being recognized as innovative, market-leading tools. Why are innovation and creativity so important when it comes to cloud security?
1: I think it goes back to that shift that's going on in the core of the business, that, that the business is starting to look at the software that it develops as its primary vehicle to deliver its product or its service. And, and I think that means you know, there's a whole new set of pressures you know, on these deployments in the cloud. That means it would be a very dynamic environment. We face scale challenges. you see we're here at RSA and obviously we see all the you know the diversity of vendors who are constantly propping up trying to address various problems of it. And I think when you when you have that, sort of both the supply side and the demand side is dynamic. Meaning, demands are going up. There are new pressures, new use cases, new risk, and the supply side is getting more complicated. Many new vendors, many new technologies that are you know being brought back. I think whenever you have that combination, I think being creative in the sense that you're, you're taking a fresh approach to some of these problems without you know sort of the the rigid mindset of you know, some of these silos and well-defined product categories and the way things that were done in the past. And so I think that that kind of creative mindset is critical and I think it's also, it's also critical to, you know, keep the balance of innovation and harvest tipped towards innovation. And when I say harvest, I just mean, you know, just like commercially, a lot of the providers of products and technology, they they try to get something that solves a problem and then there's a lot of energy spent, like, okay, how can I spread that everywhere and, and recoup my investment, you know, deliver profitable growth and, and all of that. You have to be a little bit open in this environment where supply and demand side are, are in flux, you know, to, to kind of like disrupting yourself as well as others, right? And, and making sure that, you know, the engineers and the architects that, that solution around those problems, they know that the highest order bit is we're trying to get customers you know, to an end state, of a greater degree of security and reliability for this new emergent digital enterprise, and that with that true north in mind, um, you know, it takes creativity, it takes innovation. I mean, you you can't really be kind of stuck in the incremental pivoting off the off the past.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And on the topic of that um, sort of modern enterprise, with that in mind, um, how can we expect the cloud security landscape to evolve in the coming years? To Support that. I
1: mean, it's a broad topic, and so, audience, cloud security is an enormous scope um, of people, process, and tech. So, I'll just kind of maybe pick one aspect that I think is is going to be important and kind of maybe tie where Sumo will fit into it. I think we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I think if you think about all of these islands of development that are now having to think about security in a way that they didn't before. I and mean, to break down these silos, you know, between the tools. There's a big, you know, shift that's happening in mindset of you know the, the people that are responsible for coordinating the entire defense. Sort of analogy would be, you know, 15 years ago, we thought about like the cloud as sort of this, you know, a little bit of a wild west. It was clearly showed amazing potential. It was, you know, uh, deployed. And you heard shadow IT, all that, and. You know the, the people who coordinate the defense have sort of slowly gone down a journey of like I need to need to learn about that. I need to I need to start thinking about shifting my focus you know to invest in deploying technology and, and you know people and process to make sure that we assimilate that into the defense and that, that is not just this kind of uncovered you know square. I think if you then add the word security on the on the end of it and say okay now we're in the, the cloud security I think that is the biggest challenge for the CISOs now. It's like we have islands of application security that are built up, we have developers who don't have a security background. You know, you have this collaboration necessary between people who are very separate on the org chart and in their backgrounds and orientation. So there's this, this sort of like need to unify the defense at multiple different levels, um, you know, that is, is far broader than, than just, you know, a, a single tool set and I think that that kind of unification is probably the shift that will need to happen. How quickly it happens with Zoomal Logic, we're hopeful that we can help help customers through that journey faster. It's you know it it's a year's transformation, um, but uh, but I think that shift in landscape. I think you'll see consolidation of some of the some of the tech vendors. I think it's just, it's overwhelming to have you know three dozen more vendors added to a pile that's already too big of, you know, 50 vendors, you know, in an enterprise. So if you'll see consolidation, I think you'll see that kind of holistic approach and you'll see it, you know, kind of slowly experiment with different forms of, you know, of best practice. Um, that would be the one. I
0: yeah, for sure. That's That sort of theme of consolidation and unification is definitely something that we're hearing about more on the floor this year than we have before. Um, where will Sumo Logic sit within that landscape? Do you have any exciting updates or anything that you can share that um, will help you with that evolution?
1: Uh, so we we sit, you know, building a bridge between that kind of the central, you know, security teams and all that they deal with, and, and all of that evolution, and then these distributed application teams, mm-hmm. uh, because we our platform su- supports both technology that makes. Applications, you know, reliable and performant, but also technology that makes them secure. So we're we're sort of sitting there as that platform that lets people collaborate together, that lets people efficiently, you know, accelerate work that they have to to, to do together. Whether that's to detect or to investigate or to respond, mm-hmm. um, you know. So so we sit kind of as that unification fabric across all of that. Um, and I think in terms of. Announcements and things that are new. We're here at RSA, and we've uh, just announced a whole new set of integrations that really collapse some of these adjacent silos together. Uh, user behavior analytics coming into the Sim in a much more open and you uh, know transparent way that is less noisy, fewer false positives. Um, it is one part of it uh, integrating native orchestration and automation technology uh, into the Sim in a way that's less expensive and more consumable and has more reach. Um, so I know some of your audience are in you know, smaller operations um, and, and so I think there's there's some interest there. And then uh, the third piece is practical applications of uh, machine learning and, and some people use the AI a little bit loosely you know around that but uh, in terms of tuning your threat detections because they always tend to get out of tune, too, too hot, too many alerts, too cold, too few. and So using machine learning to help automate the process of tuning uh, your, your threat detection is a big offload for smaller security shops who just don't have the, you know, the, the luxury of, you know, sidelining highly skilled labor, you know, for for days and weeks per month, you know, to keep uh, keep your defense into, um, and then incorporating in a practical way the chat GPT technologies with the guardrails of like, hey, what's the right way to engage here? How do we document what we do? You know, how how are, you know, out of the box playbooks to help you format the way that you query that engine so that you'll get the most effective result instead of you just kind of hunting and pecking and trying to you know, throw words into the search bar uh, you know type of thing. So I think all of those innovations you know are are developed with this idea in mind that this technology both solves like the core security use of phishing, ransomware, all of this, all of cloud security, but it also Um, (laughs) help solve this challenge of application security Uh, and and the the technologies were purpose-built to be merged in with our observability solutioning so that again you have this kind of common platform that brings all this together in an efficient way to help the enterprise with the challenges of digital transformation and you know how they're scaling their security
0: Yeah, awesome. It sounds like you've got some really exciting stuff on the cards. I'm looking forward to seeing that all play out. Um, I've just got one last question for you today, and that is, what would your final words of advice be to any organizations that are um, feeling a little bit overwhelmed about securing their cloud environments? Where can they start? Are there any things that they should do right at the very beginning to make that journey easier?
1: For the cloud that is feeling overwhelmed, just invest early on in, you know, assimilating best practices and things that have already been solved. Because, you know, I think we're, we're fairly well-advanced in a lot of the cloud migration. If you kind of look globally at the you know, enterprise infrastructure. And in many cases, even in the SMB space, where people have leapfrogged some of that legacy in the enterprise, and then gone right to, you know, a fully, you know, cloud-oriented enterprise, you know, earlier on, or even right from the founding, uh, there are tremendous resources available, many of them, them consumable in the public domain, uh, you know, without you know, significant significant expense. There are partner ecosystems uh, rich that can, you know, help you kind of build on, you know, all of this painstaking uh, learning that has gone on these last uh, last 10 years. I know that sounds a little bit like motherhood and apple pie, but it, I think sometimes there's a tendency to just sort of Let's just jump right into it. Let's kind of figure it out as we go. Maybe because it's been, you know, more mainstream now. Um, I think just being thoughtful about what resources you can bring to bear, scoping the problem. Um, you know, I think that's critical. What are our priorities and goals of this cloud migration? Are we seeking? you know, economic efficiency, operational leverage, business agility, and I think prioritizing those goals in your cloud migration can really help you bring logic and coherence to the trade-offs that you'll have to make along the, the journey. I guess those would be my two, two words of advice. Brilliant. Thank
0: you. And thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking
1: with you. Well, thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to the Expert Insights Podcast. For more, please subscribe or visit expertinsights.com to find interviews with experts and trusted
1: reviews of top cloud solutions.